Welcome to Pod Tour Who Cast, the only podcast that goes through Doctor Who, Torchwood, the Sarah Jane Adventures, K9, Class, and all the other bits in broadcast order. I am the Pod Tour Who Cast robot, and with me today are. Um, me? Hi. And. Uh, I have three questions. Number one, uh, who that? Number two, who me? Number three, or C? I don't, I can't think of a question. I'll hold on to that one. You can take over now. Um, so this is, we're going to do something quick because this is, um, it's Christmas. Christmas! The snow's falling down. And what's more Christmas than the Titanic? But first, but first, um, we're going to take a little, we're, we're, we're colliding with, um, I don't know. There's no, there's no older version. Of, there's no older version of us to collide. Um, we're talking time crash. Uh, broadcast November sixteenth, two thousand seven. Written by Stephen Moffat, written by Graham Harper. Um, the gist he wrote this. this? Moffat wrote this. He did. This is the most normal Moffat script that's I ever been. Would disagree, but anyway. Uh, the gist. Well, the, which one do you think? Um. I would say the most normal one. What is most normal? Most normal kind of like baseline one. Moffat? Um, yeah. Mm, I'm, mm. I'm going, just going through it in my head, you know. Oof, um, I hate fool. Girl in the fireplace, I guess. It's kind of like the most baseline normal thing. Eh, no, there's still some some timey wimey bullshit. Oh um, wait, speaking of timey wimey bullshit, are we talking about time crash here? We are. Uh, the gist of this one is that the fifth doctor falls into the TARDIS, and then they have banter, and they make a black hole or something. I don't know. Yep. And, and they go uh, he's, he, Peter Davison's here, and he says a couple of lines and. I'm not sure if this is uh, accurate to the Fifth Doctor character. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. It's just like harmless. Fun. <laughs> it's harmless fun, but it's it's just kind of there. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's just like you know, it's fun. Yeah, fun the children, yeah, the children need something, and what they need is AOK crossovers between <laughs> actors, uh, between uh, doctors. Um. Yeah. I. 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 I mean. I do. I like the bit at the start where they kind of cross over music, so you get like the kind of really synthy tone, and it comes like normal yeah. music. Um. 
shout out to the so-called extended cut that's posted on YouTube that is missing nearly every bit of time crash from it. It just has the the lead in from uh, series three and then the first like two seconds of Word of the Damned because we're copyrighted to remove the entire thing time crash. So it's just like, I don't know, I don't know it's, it's a very silly video to have and thing. I watched it on Facebook and then I realized um, my series four. You watched box it on out. Facebook? Because in my head, because I've never, I've never actually watched my series four box set that I have. Because David, those children are in need. They're in need. And I watched it on the fucking COVID misinformation <laughs> platform that is Facebook. They're going, please, uh, may you give us some need. Um, but uh, I watched well, How I watched, does. Yeah. Okay, okay, we don't have much to talk about this, whatever. Yeah. It's like a mini sale. But like, the question is, how does children in need work? How is this it's helping? Like, it's like a telethon. Um, people okay. reading with, with their so donations. I, and is the idea that people are going to see Peter Davison and go, hot dang, I want to donate 10 yeah, bucks? Yeah, it, well, it's, it's like everyone gets together and they make like skits and stuff like okay. this. And then people ring in and they donate money. And then like throughout the night, celebrities will show up. Um, I think when Matt Smith did it one year, um, he did it in character. So the wiki counts as like a canonical experience. Good, which, good. I love that. Mean, I love that. The of course. This, this is Did like, you, uh, yeah. an unnamed uh, Doctor Who YouTuber brought up the fact that uh, the John Bishop show had a scene where John Bishop uh, did an in-character skit where he meets Neve Campbell. So, <laughs> so I guess put that in the wiki. You should. And met Neve Campbell. Mm. Neve Campbell. Um, no, what is her name? She's on Scream and yeah. Friends. Nev, is it? Is it? It's a, I think it's Nev. Might be Neve. I don't know. It, no, that is not Neve Campbell. Is the is Courtney, Sydney Courtney Cox? Uh, Courtney Cox. Yeah. I'm sorry. Holy shit! Forgive me, Courtney Campbell. I'm sorry, Neve Courtney Cox. Ca- Courtney Campbell. <laughs> I'm sorry, Neve Cox. Forgive me. Oh god. Um. All right. Enough. To, yeah. Enough about time crash. Let's go back to Voyage of the Damned. And yeah. listen, I want to start things off uh, by saying uh, we got we got started off by saying it was broadcast on. Christmas Day 2007. Oh, nobody written, cares. Written by Russell, directed by James Hawes. Um, the gist is that they go on a space Titanic. It's about to be intentionally destroyed by a guy who owns it, who's also a head in the box. And then Kylie Minogue, a little bit pop star, knocks him into an engine with a forklift and they stop it from crashing to the Queen, who is now canonically dead. Um, add that to the wiki. The lore is up to date now. Um, yeah, as you were saying, Yes, uh, I was saying very bold of them to cast Dave Foley as Max pra- Capricorn. Uh, <laughs> he looks so much like a character from a Kids in the Hall uh, <laughs> sketch to the point where it actually I got I, there were moments where I was like, is that Dave? like I genuinely thought it was a I mean, uh, Kids in the Hall sketch. I mean, of course, the off-repeated thing now is that it was going to be Dennis Hopper. Um and then Dennis Hopper is also going to be um, Clive Swift's professor. And then, of course, the whole thing was that they didn't have enough time to film anything with him. And they just decided not to do it. But I think Dennis Hopper... Honestly, I, yeah. thought, I thought the reason why is because Dennis Hopper took a look at him and was like, you want me to, to put on makeup for this? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to have to stand to sit inside of a box. 
The I'm man, not Nick Briggs. The man, <laughs> the man played Bowser Cooper. I don't think he's going to mind being ahead in the box right. for like a week. Was but, he like a fan of Doctor Who? Is that a thing? He, he what happened is I just read the writer's tale, so you know I'm I'm, I'm I, I read a book, so now I'm up to date. Um, I share both copies, both editions. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Phil Collins was on a plane, and Dennis Hopper was. Like near enough to him, maybe next to him or something. No, he said, "Oh yeah, I'm producing Doctor Who." And then Dan Hopper was like, "Oh, I, I gotta get on that show. Can you get me on that show? I love the, I love to be part of that show. It sounds so fun." And then um, they got in touch with his people and they spoke about that it. Never happened. Yeah, never happened. Phil Collison sat next to a Dennis Hopper impersonator and was full into believing that Dennis Hopper wanted. I I refuse to believe that Dennis Hopper. Has ever heard the words "doctor" and "who" in that sequence? Do you think? Uh, do you think Dennis Hopper thought he was Phil Collins and was like really impressed? Yes. Yeah, he <laughs> was recruited for Tarzan. I love that. Movie. I love that song. Who in that movie? Son of Man, I love that song. Son of Hopper, it's me, Dennis. Uh, uh, big news, guys! Uh, Phantom of the Opera is going to close on Broadway. Uh, oh wow! Wow! Oh rip! Anyway. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of news, current events, you know, this episode it it struck a, ren- a, a an emotional chord with me because we're putting this episode out after some huge uh, real life news came out concerning someone who's featured on this episode. It's it's just a little scene, but it's a very important scene. And you know, watching that scene when they appeared in our screens, I was like, wow, it's so weird to think about that we just lost this person in real life and here they are in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I gotta say, guys, R.I.P. Bernard Cribbins. Uh, mm. Really. Wow. Great, great scene. Great, like, great one yeah. scene. You can tell why they brought him back. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and no one else who yeah. matters is in this yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, nope. Uh, speaking of deaths, this is kind of jumping around because I, I, I want to get into this properly. Um, there is, a, I got a, a, uh, it's my first ever issue of Doctor Who magazine. I got, had like the top, I want to say like 500 and something deaths in Doctor Who of all time. Uh, and number one, this was released in like 2008, number one was Astrid with the forklift, which is like pure recency bias. Actually, you know what? Two seconds. I'm actually going to get that issue. I want to see. Go ahead. I want to see what. Uh, while you're yeah. doing that, I'm going to talk about how I love the big finish style of lore expansion, where every cut to a different shot hides a box set. Um, I, I, I mean, listen, they could absolutely be like, hey, uh, Astrid, in between teleporting out of the reception to save the doctor and say and dying, she had two box sets worth of adventure. Why not do that? You know, we could mm-hmm. do that. You so, should do that. I I didn't hear anything you said, but I agree. Um, I'm looking at the back of the at the back of this issue, and they have an advert for um upcoming uh, BBC audios you can buy on CD and DVD or CD and download. Um, John Barrowman's autobiography and a uh, radio sci-fi play called Chalky. Uh, as well, but this is issue. Um, this is issue three hundred ninety-three from the second of April two thousand eight. Um, you open it up, 
It's got a little, got a little feature with Peter Davison. Uh, it's got a little preview of Series 4. Um, 30 Reasons to be excited about Series 30, because it was Series 30 at the time. Um, as of previous, you know, the, um, episode 4.11, so it's episode 11, it's called TBA. Um, oh. Uh, apparently, um, episodes 12 and 13 are also called TBA. Um, oh. Episode 4.6 is called TBA. That would be um, written by Stephen Greenhorn, um, and it comes after the Sontaran episode. So I wonder what that's about. Um, but anyway, also there's a whole thing about a DVD preview of the Five Doctors. Um, you know what's funny? Um, you know what is funny? Just what is funny? Full page ever for big finish productions of the Phantom they of the do Opera. Love stories. Phantom of the Opera. What? The, yeah. Oh my God! Holy <laughs> shit! Um, wow! An- wow! Starring, starring Anna Massey, uh, Alexander Siddig, and James Darcy. With Peter Guinness as the Phantom, um, talk about coincidence. Um, it was a hundred greatest deaths. I should I should clarify. Um, the uh, the where are we going now? The top five um, are from Revelation of the Daleks, Power of the Daleks, Pyramids of Mars. Uh, number two is Adric, and then number one is Astrid in the. In the forklift, the forklift. Wow. Yeah. Astrid in the forklift. forklift. I got Astrid. Astrid's in the forklift, and I don't know why I went for the for brick by Ben Folds, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Voyage of the Damned. Um, I just opened. So I, just, I just opened a, a a thing, an interview with, with Gareth Roberts, and there's a whole. It's a big picture of Little Lord Fauntleroy from the Slovene episodes. Um, Forge of the Damned. Um, it's good. <laughs> well, I don't know like how exactly to describe it, other than it's it's good. It's a good episode. Um, it's fun. I think th- yeah. there's some bits I'm kind of iffy on. Like I think the the way that um, Clive Rose character um, is it Melvin Van Foom? The way he dies, I think, is a bit kind of. It's, it's so silly. It is so like it's silly. And we it's gotta kinda, kill this guy. Yeah, and it's kind of cruel as well. It happens, but um, and I like that. I think uh, the Capricorn design is really good, and the kind of real kind of you know make do amends kind of cyborg way. Yeah. Um, shout out to Banica Falata. Banica Falata. Um, I mean, listen, it's very funny how they have to set up that people hate cyborgs, so that at the end. The Max Capricorn twist can come in. Um, yeah, I like I like that. I also like how there's no attempt to to like give Rixton Slade a backstory or like a redemption arc. <laughs> He's just a douche the whole time. Like literally, someone died, and he goes, "I told you so." They're fat. I like uh, the, the 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 good bit of the payoff that isn't, you know, as you said, like giving him kind of a redemption thing, but it's giving. Uh, Mr. Copper, the whole, you know, if you decide who lives and who dies, that will make you a monster thing. Yeah. Um, Clive Swift, of course, we, we have to talk about Clive Swift because... Do we? We do, because I don't know if you're aware of the infamous Doctor Who magazine interview that Clive Swift gave uh, as promotion for this episode. Oh. 
um, is What's so infamous about it. It's one of the most notorious train wrecks of an interview um, because he is like completely like it's like the most pissed off I've ever heard anyone be <laughs> being a written interview before. Um, he's like completely unwilling to play ball. I'll get the text up. The text of this interview is genuinely just cringeworthy because it's it's so embarrassing. Um, he basically goes oh, oh good. yeah no so that's nice. it's a good coincidence that uh, number five death of all time was Revelation of the Daleks because he was in Revelation of the Daleks. Um, <laughs> the the big the big uh, splash quote for Klaus's Doctor Who magazine interview is. I, I wasn't until we we've been filming for two weeks that I realized Mr. Copper is an alien, um, which is a oh. <laughs> oh well, don't worry, Clyde. Neither do we. Um, he where is where is where is um, uh, the interview asks uh one final question and then he responds. I think that's more than enough, isn't it? How many pages are you going to have in Mr. Copper? And then Infura says, well, I was going to ask. And he responds, there's no reason why I shouldn't talk to you at all. So you shouldn't push it. I'm sure I write something very nice. Stony silence. That's in brackets. I know that you all think this is a big world, this who business, but it isn't. There are much oh bigger God. things than this. Infura says, maybe, but it means, a lot, it means a lot to a great many of us. And then he responds, yeah, yeah, goodbye. And that's how the, how the thing ends. The interview ends. Um, he also opens it up. Um, interview opens the interview up saying, "Hello, Clive. I'm recording this on this interview on tape. If that's okay, don't you know shorthand?" Oh, and then, and then oh interview, my God. <laughs> interviewer says, "It's a dying art, isn't it? I find that dictaphones are more reliable in true situations. I want to quote what you say accurately." Then Clive says, "A lot of actors won't do interviews on tape." Um, I've never, and then interview says, "I've never noticed that in almost a decade of doing this job." Clive says, "I'm an actor. As soon as you switch that thing on, I'm performing. I think you'll find that proper journalists know shorthand." So it's just like it's just an entire interview of um. Oh, and the next question is, I think you'll, you'll you'll find that I'm not a proper journalist in that case. And then Clive says, "Don't be silly. I'm quite aggrieved. Why should I do this?" I'm not getting paid, am I? Awkward silence. Well, get on with it. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> I mean, listen. Oh, shit. My dude. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think I think Russell, I think this, it's either in, I think it's in the writer's tale extended copy or it's in some Doctor is this Who is this is this in crazy ass moments that yes it is yeah yes <laughs> uh, uh, we love that account i mean listen mm-hmm. we talk about it all the time but here's a shout out to the uh we really want to have that person in the, in the show <laughs> the crazy ass moments in doctor who history account what a gift to humanity that account is i believe um russell later said the sh- keeper off clive swift to a, a screening and Clive Swift completely did the 180 and realized how big it had been and was like really overwhelmed, which is nice, but also it's just a very funny interview. Um, but I think he's really good in this. I think, you know, if we're looking at what might have been, I think Dennis Hopper like absolutely could have pulled off 
this kind of role, even though he was a maniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely insane. But I think he could have pulled off this role. Um, but I think Clive Swift's like really kind of, he brings like a lot of heart to the role, a lot of warmth, a lot of good, good comedic timing. Um, I think the best performance is uh, Kylie Minogue. I think she's really, really good. I think there's like there's like so many great moments where she's like, like completely like kind of you know, very very good. She's a very good actor. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just it's it's one of those scenes where it's just like saying everything is really good and then being like, yeah, everything's really good. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, there really isn't much to add to this. I, I thought it. Um, the thing that really got me the most is that they kind of name it the Titanic. And they don't really do anything with it because this is more of a riff on the Poseidon adventure than the Titanic. Like Mm -hmm. with because it's the I guess it's tempting fate. But then again, like it never comes back. It's not a hint at anything. It's just kind of weird. You know, it's just like a weird. (laughs) I, I And the thing is, in the in the I think. Russell T. Davis talks about how he based this on the Poseidon adventure. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, then why name? Why not name it the Poseidon? I, I feel like people would get it. You know, 2007 people would get a, a reference to Poseidon adventure. They had. They were about to come up with a remake, weren't they? Like they came up with a remake two two years before this. I know, but like also the the value of a cliffhanger where a ship crashes into the TARDIS and then he picks up a thing that says Titanic on it. Right, the value right. of that compared to like picking up things in Poseidon. Right. Um, the I was gonna I was gonna say that they were both gonna crash into immovable, uh, worthless objects, but I realized that'd be kind of mean, and it's not really something we could probably, <laughs> probably broadcast. Uh, I don't like the Queen. Um, I don't know. It's it, there's just nothing. Yeah, it's it's a good. It, it's good. <laughs> Two thumbs up, Roger Ebert. Um, do, uh, yeah, congrats. Do you, yeah. Do you know? Do you know shorthand? I don't. Well, you're not a proper whatever. Then are you? I don't know. I don't know it either. Hey, but you know, what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what I do remember, which is if you want to. Um, listen to other podcasts you can go do that at <laughs> friendlymush.com i i really don't have anything more to say about this episode i think it's funny the part where he the angels raise him up but other than that it's like okay my dude like you came in you did a job i think out of all the christmas specials this is probably my least favorite and i've seen wow. it, this is me watching it for the first time but i that doesn't mean it's bad it's just like there's n- not really much here you know, mm-hmm. Astrid, you know, it's like Astrid comes in and she does her thing and then she leaves, you know, it's like, that's it. It's a nice, it's a great, point. I, I think it's quite funny um, that further down the line, that um, the whole 11th Doctor novel where he sees your ghost and that's like his big, biggest regret. Cause that's, I gotta read that. It's, it's like my duty. I knew if I just no, I, I think it's. I think it's a. Re- I, I. I just. I do think like, it's a great one episode. Like, yeah. big cat, big stunt casting performance. Um, that really pays off. It's. Re- I think. She, I just think she's really good. Like, there's um, like the bit where he like offhandly mentions like her seeing the stars, and she's like, okay, 
and like she like it's just like there's such a it's a great kind of like really naturalistic really kind of emotional performance um the uh i don't know um next time By the way, I'm gonna tell you. I found Gray. Who's Gray? It's nothing. Let's get back to work. Already hear those uh, those aerial shots of Cardiff. Um, so just just well, okay. So there's a there's, an, there's a, an orchestra filing in here. I don't I don't know why, but they're they're filing in. Um, I'm gonna say if you want a classic story. Oh right, yes. Uh, what is a classic story that um, that matches? Um, well, I'm trying to think if you want, I'm trying to, okay. Hmm. Cause there's not really, uh, I mean, you could probably watch enlightenment if you want something to do with ships, but that's part of a trilogy. That's like the end of a trilogy. So you can't watch the trilogy. That's what modern undead, which I know we like because of that, that song that plays when Turlo is driving the car. Where it's like do 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 and the brigadier's like get out my car and turns like I'm in I'm in I'm in the brigadier's car and brigadier says get out my car what's the deal with Turlo I don't know anything about Turlo I've only seen one episode with him and that was the five doctors he went he was barely in it Turlo is like an alien who was I think he was like I say think I watched. I watched these episodes like f- five months ago. I can barely remember them. He's like exiled to Earth, and then he poses a schoolboy at a school the brigadier teaches in, and then the he steals the brigadier's car, and he crashes the car, and then uh, the Black Guardian is like, "I'll make you really cool if you kill the Doctor, Mister Doctor Who, played by Peter Davison, for me." And he's like, okay, boss, okay. And then he tries to kill the doctor for three serials. And then um, he becomes his friend. Well, that's that's Terry's deal. I um, just, I just, yeah, I just imagined uh, just such a funny idea of, of someone be like, kill the doctor for me. Yeah, kill the doctor, played by Peter Davison for me. And then he comes back with Colin Baker and he's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> No, oh, this is who that is. I don't know who that is. That's not my doctor. <laughs> Hashtag not my doctor. <laughs> Black Guardian, more like bad person on the internet. Yep. Um. So the the robot has informed me. Um. Just to round out our trilogy, it's going to sing. Uh the the song from this stowaway that they sing for like two seconds. Uh, with 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 the the pod orchestra, um, who by the way we have to pay 
pretty soon because we, we haven't paid them for two what's that two i can't recordings. i can't hear you're you're cutting you're cutting yeah. up it's, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's like there's some kind of giant ship flying over us oh no uh, uh. anyway um so this is the the robot with the stowaway um take it away robot yeah that's me trying to pipe stuff i don't know i'm, I'm already at the door um yeah so see you next time found the stowaway upon my ship on Christmas Day. I was best I gave him a chance. You shouldn't be here. What's your tale? I ought to throw you to the whale. He just smiled and said, come here, let's dance. He said, borrow or steal, I'll find a way. To be with my lover upon Christmas Day, and I'll run and I'll roam, I'll cover the ground, this Christmas I'll see you, I'll be around. He told me, about his girl back home, waiting patient, all alone, while we danced I shed a little tear. He closed his eyes, all out at sea. I think he danced with her, not me. I'll just have to wait another year. He said, borrow or steal, I'll find a way to be with my lover upon Christmas Day, and I'll run and I'll roam, I'll cover the ground. This Christmas I'll see you. I'll be around. I think of him now and again, I wonder how his journey ends. As I sail by on my lonesome sea. That stranger with the haunting face. Here then gone without a trace. Lying with his love. That's where he'll be. Beg, borrow or steal. I'll find a way. To be with my lover next Christmas day. And I'll run and I'll roam. I'll cover the ground. Next Christmas I'll see you. I'll be around. Beg, borrow or steal, I'll find a way, to be with my lover next Christmas day, and I'll run and I'll roam, I'll cover the ground, next Christmas I'll see you, I'll be around. Beg, borrow or steal, I'll find a way, to be with my lover next Christmas day, and I'll run and I'll roam, I'll cover the ground, next Christmas I'll see you, I'll be around. Merry Christmas everyone!